A Rich Man's Reverie by Marietta Holly Read for LibriVox.org by Sandra Schmidt A Rich Man's Reverie The years go by, but they little seem like those within our dream. The years that stood in such luring guise, beckoning us into paradise, to jail us turn, as time goes by guarding that fair land by and by where we thought to blissfully rest the sound of whose forest's balmy leaves swaying to dream winds strangely sweet we heard in our bed neath the cottage eaves whose towers we saw in the western skies when with eager eyes and tremulous lip we watched the silent silver ship of the crescent moon sailing out and away over the land we would reach some day some day but years have flown and our weary feet have never reached that isle of the blest but care we have felt and an aching breast a lifelong struggle grief unrest that had no part in our boyish plans and yet I have gold and houses and lands and laden vessels, a wide-winged fleet that fly at my bidding across the sea, and hats are doffed by willing hands as I tread the village street. But wealth and fame are not to me what I thought that they would be. I turn from it all to wander back with memory down the dusty track of the years that lie between to the farmhouse old and brown, shaded with poplar's dusky green. I pause at its gate, not a bearded man, but a boy with earnest eyes. I stand at the gate and look around at a fresh, fair world that before me lies. The misty mountaintop aglow with love of the sun and the pleasant ground asleep at its feet with sunny dreams of milk-white flowers in its heart. And clear, the tall church spire in the distance gleams, pointing up to the tranquil sky's blue roof that seems so near. And up from the woods the morning breeze comes, freighted with all the rich perfume that from myriad spicy cups distills, loitering along over the locust trees, scattering down the plum-tree's bloom in flakes of crimson snow, down on the gold of the daffodils that border the path below. At the silver thread of the rivulet tangled and knotted with fern and sedge, and the mill-pond like a diamond set in the streamlet's emerald edge, and over the stream on the gradual hill its headstones glimmering palely white, is the graveyard quiet and still i wade through its grasses rank and deep past slanting marbles mossy and dim carven with lines from some old hymn to one where my mother used to lean on sunday noons and weep that tall white shape i looked upon with a mysterious dread linking on to the senseless stone the image of the dead 
the father I never had seen. I remember on dark nights of storm, when our parlour was bright and warm, I would turn away from its glowing light, and look far out in the churchyard dim, and with infinite pity think of him, shut out, alone, in the dismal night. And the ruined mill by the waterfall, I see again its crumbling wall, and I hear the water's song. It all comes back to me, its song comes back to me, floating out like a spirit's call, the drowsy air along. Blending forever with my name, wonderful prophecies, dreamy talk of future paths, when I should walk crowned with manhood and honour and fame. I shut my eyes, and the rich perfume of the tropical lily fills the room from its censer of frosted snow. But it seems to float to me through the night, from those apple blossoms, red and white, that start the orchard's fragrant gloom. Those old boughs, hanging low, where my sister's swing swayed to and fro through the scented aisles of the air, while her merry voice and her laugh rung out like a bird's, to answer my brother's shout, as he shook the boughs over her curly head, till the blossoms fell in a rosy rain on her neck and her shining hair. Oh, little Belle, oh, little sister I loved so well. It seems to me almost as if she died in that lost time so gay and fair, and was buried in childhood's sunny plain, and she, who walks the street today, or in gilded carriage sweeps through the town, staring her humbler sisters down, with her jewels gleaming like loosened flame, proud of her grandeur and fine array, is only a stranger who bears her name. And the little boy who played with me, hunting bird's nest in sheltered nooks, trudging at nightfall after the cows, exploring the barn loft, fording the brooks, ending, in school time, puzzled brows over the same small lesson books, who knelt by my side in the twilight dim, praying, the Lord our souls to keep, then, on the same pillow, fell asleep, hushed by our mother's evening hymn, whose heart and mine kept such perfect time, such loving cadence, such tender rhyme, blend in child grief and perfected in glee. We meet on the street and we clasp the hand, and our names on charitable papers stand side by side, and we go and bow our two grey heads with prayer and vow in the same grand church, and hasty word of anger has never our bosoms stirred. Yet a whole wide world is between us now. How broad and deep does the gulf appear between the hearts that were so near. I have pleasure grounds and mansions grand. Low-voiced servants come at my call. From Senate, my name sounds over the land in eyes and nays so solemnly read. They call me honourable, general and all. But tonight, I am only Charlie again. I am Charlie and want to lay my head on my mother's heart and rest, with her soft hand pressed upon my brow, curing its weary pain, 
but never never more will it be for mould and marble rises now between my head and that loving breast and death has a cruel power to part forever gone and lost to me that true and tender heart o oh, mother i've never found love like thine never have eyes looked into mine with such proud love such perfect trust never have hands been so true and kind to lead me into the path of right hands so gentle and soft and white that on my head like a blessing lay and led me a child and guided my youth to-night tis a dreary thought in truth that those gentle hands are dust that i may be blamed and you not be said that i may be praised and you not be glad tis a dreary thought to your boy to-night that over your sweet smile over your brow the clay-cold turf is pressing now that never again as the twilight falls you will welcome your boy to the old brown walls of the homestead far away the homestead is ruined gone to decay but we read of a house not made with hands whose firm foundation forever stands and there is a twilight soft and sweet will she not stand with outstretched hands my homesick eyes to meet to welcome her boy as in days before to home and to rest forevermore but the years come and the years go and they lay on her grave as they silently pass red summer buds and wreaths of snow and springing and fading grass and far away in an english town in the secluded tranquil shade of an old cathedral quaint and brown another grave is made a small grave yet so high it shadowed all the world to me and darkened earth and sky but only for a time it passed the unreasoning agony like a cloud that drops its rain and light shone into our hearts at last and patience born of pain and now like a breath of healing balm the sweet thought comes to me that my child has reached the isle of calm over the silent sea that my pure little blanche is safe in truth safe in immortal beauty and youth when she left us in the twilight gloom when she left her empty nest and the aching hearts below full well full well i know what tender-eyed angel bent down for my brown-eyed little bird from the shining battlement i know with what fond caressing and loving smile and word and look of tender blessing she took her to her breast and led her into some quiet room in the mansions of the blest o oh, mother beloved o oh, child so dear not by a wish would i lure you here my son is a bright brave boy with a grace of beauty caught from his mother's face and his mother and he in truth are dear full tenderly and fond and near my heart is bound to my wife and child but the summer of life is not its may and dreams and hopes that our youth beguiled 
are but pallid forms of clay. There's the boy's first love and passionate dream, A face like a morning star, A gleam of hair, the hue of a robin's wing, Brown hair, aglow with a golden sheen, And eyes the sweetest that ever were seen. Mary, we have been parted long, You were proud, and we both were wrong, But tis over and past, No living gleam can come again To the dear dead dream. It is dead, so let it lie, But nothing, nothing can ever be Like that old dream to you or to me. I think we shall know, shall know at last, All that was strange in all the past. Shall one day know, and shall haply see That the sorrows and ills, that with tears and sighs We vainly endeavoured to flee, were angels, who, veiled in sorrow's guise, came to us only to bless. Maybe we shall kneel and kiss their feet with grateful tears when we shall meet their unveiled faces, pure and sweet, their eyes deep tenderness. We shall know, perchance, had these angels come like mendicants onto a kingly gate, when we sat in joy's royal state, we had bought them from our home. But when in our doorway one appears, clothed in the purple of sorrow's power, he will enter in, no prayers or tears avail us in that hour. So what we call our pains and losses, we may not always count aright. The rough bars of our heavy crosses may change to living light. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.